Welcome to the latest edition of the Nerd is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Dan, joined by my faithful co-host. Yeah. Partially faithful, I guess. <laughs> Getting married. Sorry, Dan. I know. I see. Um, we got kind of an interesting show today. We have several guests in the studio. We have lots of people here because we've got awesome trivia challenge going down after we touch on a few things. It's um it's gotten pretty heated. There's been some words exchanged outside of the show. There's been a threat. There's been a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to put comic, video game, and other types of knowledge to the test and see who really uh, has what it takes. But uh, Jordan, you want to introduce your your lady, one of our special yeah. guests? Um, this is my fiance, the one I've been doing all the wedding stuff with. Um, She's real. He's not lying. Yeah. He's, I, he's like, I can't oh, make this stuff up anymore. Oh, I'm, um, I'm getting married. Her name is Vanessa. <laughs> Known her for about three years. Got engaged about uh, in October. So I mean, the wedding process has been really, really fast. So, Super fast. Yeah. Vanessa, you want to lean in a little? Sorry. <laughs> we, we just want everybody to hear your sultry tone. Yeah. <laughs> We've never had a woman on this show, really, have we? Nope, always a sausage Congratulations. Fest. Thanks. Yeah, you're the first. Always a sausage vest. Yeah, we right. don't look like complete, <laughs> complete losers. <laughs> like, we know a woman. <laughs> I know my mom. Does that count? Oh. Hey, you know what? She tells me every day that I'm I'm special and that no one can tell me otherwise. So. Oh, that's <laughs> super sweet. <laughs> Frick it. Frick it. <laughs> I don't have a sound effects button. I'll just oh, do them man. all with my mouth. <laughs> like, the guy, like the guy from uh, Police Academy. <laughs> Tweet, tweet. <laughs> All right, getting on. We've got uh, some people. We've got a couple listeners slash co-workers slash friends. They, they fit many hats, I guess. Summer friends. Summer friends. Summer sworn enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Tyler. You wanna? You can bring the mic on over towards you for uh, your introduction. Tell everybody a little bit about you. What's up? I'm Tyler Fensmacher. I'm co-workers with these guys. He's Amish. Yeah. Fensmacher. <laughs> At least I have Amish hair, which is the worst part about me. But yeah, when I when there was an opportunity to be Jordan in fisticuffs, he wouldn't agree to that. But we, oh, wow. <laughs> we agreed to trivia because that's something oh, man. we think he's good at. They started at. with fisticuffs, then it went to pistols at dawn, which didn't work out. And then it was like a pugil battle, like American Gladiators. <laughs> but we got kicked out of Mega Play, so that didn't work. <laughs> so we went to trivia. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the just, most reasonable. Yeah, moment. we were tired of having the cops called and yeah, everything else. Party more, yeah, more of a hassle than anything, but but uh, from what I understand, though, the bet then being um, if Tyler beats Jordan, he claims his woman, his house, and uh, all of his property. <laughs> I didn't make this bet, so I should be. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty confident okay. it's Tyler. This is America, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have laws and customs that make sense, I swear. He formally challenged you, and he, he laid out the claims. So, all right, oh, um, moving on. Robert, we'll have you wheel on up here to the mic. What's he's, up? He's not in a wheelchair. The, 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 like, oh, <laughs> not wheelchair. At least wheelchair. not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's a rolly chair. Maybe in a couple months. Yeah, we'll have wheelchair races. Well, my name's Robert Workman, a uh, friend of Dan's and Jordan's. Work with him. Here to see Tyler kick some ass, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we sh I should clarify. We have this broken into teams. I'll be <laughs> moderating. Jordan and his fiance will be going up against Tyler, Robert, and Ryan, who you're going to hear from in a minute. It's a little bit stacked in one side's favor, but that's just because Jordan and Vanessa are really well, competitive. I just want to let Tyler know the hat's backwards. Oh, boy. Oh, that's, right. Jordan, that's serious business. Jordan means business now. All right, and Ryan, uh, the last member of the team, uh, but not the least, why don't we uh, get a little hear from you? Hello, my name is Ryan. I'm a fan of the show. It's a little friend of Dan's. Uh, just hanging out here with the guys. Thank you, gentlemen, for inviting me. 
Appreciate being here. Well, thank Good. you for coming, Ed. We, you know, I can't do trivia, just the, the two of us, because it's really kind of one-sided since I have the answers. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a short It would have been a short challenge. Oh, don't worry. You guys are going down. That's all you need oh, to worry about. Oh, not, I was going to say, yeah, you guys, because I'm not. Nice. I, I'm the moderator. I, I have no... <laughs> All right, so we have, uh, me and Jordan have been been working, and we're going to, we've restructured the way that we're going to do things from now on. Uh, we're going to segment the show, if you will. Right. We're going to start every show off. We're going to look at kind of like the trending topic, if you will, like uh, one thing that's kind of happened since the last episode that's worthwhile talking about, you know, in pop culture, games, comics, what have you, and, you know, just a little recap of what's happened since uh, our last recording. Here on out. <laughs> Probably be the best. Keep it a little organized. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, 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 because we've realized that we tend to go very far off track yeah, when we have freeform, which is why we have an entire episode on a uh, pop culture podcast about Bigfoot and whether or not yeah. slang terms for him are racist. So <laughs> that's uh, that was one of the more fun. It episodes. was fun. Yeah, I just you know I mean, for new listeners that uh, they're gonna listen to that and be like what in, what what is I going didn't hear on? Games mentioned once. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is a lie. <laughs> well, we're still working with Mortal Kombat X. See if they'll put the scooping character yeah, in. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, we're gonna figure that out. Yeah, at least the, a skin for somebody. Oh, Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm just thinking, you know, we could I'm use like the Skookum for Halloween. You know, we could have like the Jack Slink character cop pop what? out. You know, he just exactly. beat somebody to death with the Jack Link. That'd be that. That's a finishing move. Fatality. <laughs> I, I, I did read an article stating that the uh, the developer for Mortal Kombat X refused. Like uh, they said, you know, like will you consider like stopping adding characters at any point? He said no. Like that's never going to not be a possibility. <laughs> so there could be, I mean, thousands more coming because he's just he's not stopping with it. So we could see. Just yeah. remember, he is out there. Yes, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Not revealing a lot on that, are they? No, they no. are. Jordan, why don't you uh, you have something from the last episode that caught your interest, that tickled your fancy, if you will? <laughs> um, I think the last time we all met, or last time we met, was The Witcher was just coming out. I think it was a week before it came out. I was signaling to you to lean in <laughs> a little. It's literally right in my face. That's what she's nice. Anyways, you, you gotta um, eat it, Jordan. Yeah, go. The Witcher was just coming out, um, and I think I, me and Tyler have talked too much about it before it came out because we were too hyped about it. No, and now before that, you guys started started fighting, oh, you guys. We're we talking still about get it. along. We just, you know, I think we're both competitive. Opposites attract. Yeah, yeah there you go. Sure. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Um, <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, The Witcher, it was about a week before it was coming out. And then it did come out finally. And I think me and Tyler both got into it and then realized there were a little bit of frame issues. Yeah, I was, did. Right. Definitely fluctuating. Right. Which frames. they said that, I mean, Tyler told me that it'd probably come out with a patch within a week. But I think we both kind of pumped the, pumped the brakes a little bit. And then once that patch comes out, we can play it at the consistent frame rate and all that kind of stuff yeah frame rate aside what would do uh good game bad game worth a buy high fantasy at its highest peak yeah it's i mean you got 200 plus hours of a bunch of shit to do i like, heard there's like what is it 40 or there's like some ridiculous amount of alternate endings like oh you can there's end. 36 yeah, i think 36 yeah, what yeah. would you compare the game to um anything out there probably a mix of the like, witcher 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely well it's just like in dragon age there's fetch quests for side quests where it's like your character has to kill five rams because he's the one <laughs> yeah. like like they see you as single player one and then in this game is kind of different to where the side quests are you are your character and there's a reason why you should be there doing that side quest other than you're the guy with the controller yeah, like you feel like draw right there's more to it than just hey i need these 10 rabbits killed <laughs> so it really makes you part of the game yeah, exactly. and I guess there's a lot of animal killing rabbits and rams <laughs> <laughs> that's just like because you know like hey i need this piece of paper well why in the hell do you need that piece of paper it, yeah this game will explain it and once you get to that second 
location to get it, there might be something leading into another quest or another, or even an, an important fact of the story. So, oh, I mean, it's okay. they all tie together in some point, or there's even Similar more to, to investigate. Similar to like a Skyrim so. where like the main quest, side quests all seem to kind of interweave. Or exactly. Or a little bit, okay. yeah. All right. But it adds the, it takes a third person instead of the first person. I always played first person with Skyrim. I didn't play third person. Yeah. Yeah. The so third person. It was. That's one thing the Elder Scrolls, I don't think, like, I, that I think back has ever really nailed real well is the third person. It's, it's very clunky and when yeah. you fight, it doesn't look good. So it's always seemed better to be in first person with that game. This, that game, game. this one, definitely. this one definitely keeps the difficulty where it keeps your interest. You're not just cruising through the whole game. So. Yeah. And you have to make choices, which we've talked about, I think, more than anything, the choices in the game and stuff. Yeah. It's not as black and white as other games where you're either ridiculously evil like whole pot or something <laughs> like bent on world destruction or you're like saving everyone no matter what it's your good choices have bad consequences or your bad choices have good consequences right where you'll find out that bad guy was actually like the best of you know, the least evil of the person. So right. the people he was commanding, like, have a worse fate after you kill them and stuff like that. Where so it can kind of even itself out. More. Exactly. It's more organic. And Geralt isn't like some, like, in Fable, you had like a halo above your head if you were a good character. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, the horns. Yep. And it's not like, you're. it's not Dante's Inferno or something. You're, <laughs> you're like an organic character that exists within this fantasy setting. And right. it's just 10 times better than any other other rpg i've played some of the some of the quests offer they offer like a you can make a choice or you can investigate more into what's happening say yeah. somebody was killed but then you have somebody come up to you and be like hey i'll give you a crap ton of money if you just stop investigating this um and you could do that you could literally yeah. be like oh sure i'll take the money and just stop or if you continue with the code which the witcher code is you can complete each and every task that you have or take bribes and stuff like that too yeah so it's really cool to have that so just a ability. lot of yeah. Like open possibility. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. kind of the, yeah. the big the story theme. writes itself. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Plus the environment's just awesome. Yeah. The Witcher sets the bar for like PC performance. Right. Like The Witcher did in 2005 or seven. The Witcher two in 2012. Like CD Projekt just keeps setting the bar for benchmarks. A la kind of like how Far Cry and Crisis did. Yeah. Except Even, I don't have a PC, so right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, I'm more of a console game. Myself, exactly you know? even out even the merchandise that the stuff came with like you got the digital version yeah and paid 10 percent less than i did uh, but i did but i also got the physical map the soundtrack and thank you note and some stickers so i mean it's kind of nice <laughs> to have all that stick content even though wow, i really got stickers them. you know what i mean though it's like yeah. it's nice to have them i'm not going to use the stickers but it's cool that they were thinking of different ways for me to get my money's worth yeah so. in the in a day and age where you're paying five bucks for a mortal Kombat character <laughs> yeah paying right. 60 bucks getting the soundtrack it's just it was a good reach of like just customer confidence you yeah. know like they knew their product was going to sell itself just based on amazing reviews and word of mouth. Right, right. To where they can treat the customer like an actual part of the community. Yeah, yeah it makes sure. the package more attractive. Yeah, yeah like, right, oh, right. Yeah, you're going to get the game anyway. But, yeah, oh, right. Check this out. You know, it's throwing it some add ons. Exactly. Some, you know, it's memento. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's just like any other product where if you feel the company believes in it, you're going to buy it. Right. Yeah. Because you feel you just have that kind of feeling good 
feeling when you're a consumer and you just it just helps with the product nice yeah for me i was gonna say there's there's a lot but one of the things that actually it, it just came out some of it started to buzz last night and this morning was the announcement that there could be a tie-in a lot of appearances by several avengers characters in the ant-man film it came out in a story from empire magazine and it said the one that they mentioned was there would be a possible appearance by falcon and it just says you know like an other members um and director peyton reed basically said it. he said it's classified information it's buried <laughs> but it's possible everything and going. what i thought was also interesting in the story was there was a change in script and in and in like the direction because edgar wright which i think is who was the, like the head writer and stuff he left peyton reed took over as director and adam mckay and paul rudd took over the screenwriting so like that's a pretty huh. significant yeah, i mean that doesn't it. really happen much and they said like it's a really strange situation a big change um and uh for like peyton reed he said like uh what was really nice is marvel let him explore the dark side of hank pym as like a tortured like really guilt-ridden guy and he's like excited about the fact that it's like the this mentor pupil thing because hank pym isn't this isn't the hank pym ant-man story which i talked about in the last episode me personally that really that I mean which really bugs me because we haven't even seen hank pym who's a significant character come into the marvel universe and now when he does it's not even him as ant-man i mean we're jumping into a, a current storyline we haven't explored any of the past stuff but i mean he likes it and you damn comic book nerds well no i'm just i mean hank pym is like uh you know when you look at like the people that do like huge things tony stark reed richards hank pym are like the three touted as probably the three smartest people in like in the marvel universe or whatever and hank pym's responsible for helping creator creating so many hugely significant things i mean it's just i don't understand why you don't bring him in i mean it's not a rights issue it's not you know like they don't have the rights to him or anything like reed richards you can't because they don't have the right but you know hank pym has had such a huge impact on so many things and it, but you bring him in now and it's, it's he's old and he's a mentor like you you lose so much i feel like so many possibilities maybe they're gonna go back and do some i films. mean and i hope they will and i think that fact that there was like Ainge made tells me that you know i think maybe they recognize some of the downfall like the pitfalls of what what they've had and it, I mean, it gives me hope, but I just thought that's interesting because I can't think of another Marvel film. I mean, you had the thing with Doctor Strange where they were having trouble casting the lead. I mean, so that was a little like strange, not no pun intended, that it, but <laughs> you know, this is probably the only other Marvel film where there's news coming out where it's like, there's a lot of behind the scenes issues like shakeups, you know, so that was interesting to me because the MCU, like it's always, we've got it. Everything runs how it's supposed to, you know, the directors, they, they change it, but it's like, there's not a lot of change up. And then this is the first film where you find out what, like two months before it's supposed to be released, that the Avengers could be appearing in it, that the screenwriters are gone. The director is gone. I mean, it's, I just think it's interesting. And I think that from when I saw the trailer back, when I saw age of Ultron to now, it changes my feeling about going to see the movie. Like I'm more intrigued now to go see it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a marketing issue because I think Hank Pym kind of like doesn't translate its well self well to like live action movies because ant-man almost sounds like a joe character but he's not and it's yeah, hard it for does, people yeah. to yeah to grasp on like okay he has a suit where he can shrink like yeah. I, I know that seems odd to people but yeah, that's the thing you have to understand like the development of pim particles yeah thing. i mean you know there's so much more that play into it and i don't know how that's why i want to see like how much background do you get by jumping into the ant-man as scott lang because he took over the helm but i mean i don't know are they going to explain why are they going to explain all these developments yeah. because ant-man also becomes 
some other things where he can grow big. Like there, he be, you know, Hank Pym is not just Ant-Man. He's several heroes because there's changes to the suit, changes to what he does, you know? It's so I'm hoping that they go back and do something because again, that not only is Hank Pym like in, integral to like the science and development of stuff, but he's, he's several different heroes. So I mean, yeah. you have all those heroes that you're not using either, but yeah, Ant-Man and it does look like a joke. And I remember Paul Rudd sitting, it was like on the late show, one of those late night talk shows too. And you get the impression he just said, you know, like, well, it'll be interesting. Like, we'll see how it goes. Like you got that feeling of like, well, we hope it works. Like no, not yeah. like a sense of confidence. So I think when they, when they casted him though, he was, everybody thought like, what the hell, you know, yeah. cause he's that comedian, that, that guy who's always in the funny movies. Like what? I love you, man. Yeah. You know, uh, role models and stuff like that. So exactly. So it's Jambone. He's like, what? So for him to be cast at a somewhat, well, a superhero role, it's kind of, well, yeah, it's, odd, I mean, it's odd. Yeah. 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 And I haven't read a ton of like the Scott Lang stuff just because I mean, I'm just, I'm not that big into Ant-Man. And when I did look at any of it, it's just cause I like Hank Pym because He's, of his connection to, you know, the vision, which is my favorite yeah. superhero and stuff like that. But I know that, you know, with, with Scott Lang, you're talking about a guy that was in prison. Like this is a second chance. So like I got the impression to, yeah, definitely that it's a more serious person. So casting a comedic actor. Right. But I mean, at the same time, there's been weird casting decisions before that have worked out really, really well. So, you know, and, and look at you, look at the Fantastic Four, same thing. I, every single person they cast for every character has come under fire for something. Well, yeah, that's why Edward, Edgar Wright not being the director anymore is heartbreaking because Hot Fuzz, Son of the Dead, mm -hmm. that was like a serious comedy done well. Right. And yep. I think that would have translated to like a serious but also funny superhero. And especially Paul Rudd, yeah. how he's done. <laughs> serious and funny rules right that was a match made in heaven so yeah. he is a good actor oh yeah definitely. i definitely. really enjoy it it's just yeah. it's gonna be, i don't know we'll see because ant-man's not extremely popular either yeah so it's gonna i don't think it's gonna be taken as well but then again it has a marble tag on it so people are gonna go see it anyways yeah so it's yeah yeah and i like i said i mean they, they said like obviously an ant-man movie needed to be done but i was getting the impression again the reason it needed to be done is because we need to see hank pym you know what I mean? That so, was kind of well, the initial thing I got, not because like so many people want it. I mean, people do, but more than anything, I thought it was that chance to bring Hank Pym into the yeah. MCU because I've seen a couple articles now too, where people are, you know, they're, the people are starting to call into question, you know, they, the, you know, it's like, oh, the, the MCU that quote unquote all ties together. That's not, you know what I mean? They're starting to call into question. We're not getting now how you think this all works together and things like yeah. that, because there's been some pretty significant creative decisions made that differ from the comics and enough where your your core fans are a little bit scratching their heads yeah yeah I, I think that's the thing a lot of people are that a lot of people that go see the film i think are going to be going and wondering how is it going to tie into the mcu overall and you know the upcoming infinity wars and that because obviously they got they have some reasoning for it but it's like are we going to see another infinity stone or we're going right. to see we're going to see another major major character at you know at the end at the end credit scenes that is just going to blow our minds for the next film i mean i think that's I mean, I've, I don't really know much about Ant-Man, so I'm kind of excited for the film to learn about the, and learn about the character. And that too, biggest thing, like I'm sure, like I just said, I want to know how it's tying in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been because there's been no mention of him. I haven't seen anything myself, and I can't recall an article like with an Easter egg. You know, because in other films, you know, they'll say like if you look hard, you'll see Cap Shield or something. Or yeah. yeah. Making that indirect tie-in, but like you don't hear mention of anything tying to Ant-Man in any of the films that I can think of. So. It's 
it's like you haven't even been setting the stage for him to come in. Like this is just he's here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you definitely would have thought they would have done something to time. Exactly, in. some sort yeah. of cameo. Yeah, I mean, and because to like, okay, have you guys seen the the new Avengers? Oh yes. Yeah. All of you. Okay. Again, if you haven't listened to this, I would skip ahead like ten seconds. Why I say this real quick? <laughs> you know, in the new Avengers, okay, Black Panther, you're tying. They visit Wakanda. You know what I mean? Like, there's subtle tie-ins yeah, to right. other characters that are coming up. No Ant Man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so I, I'll be interested to see because yeah, it's just gonna like one day it's here, and now we have to figure out how it ties in unless you give us a really good explanation because there's been no connection that I can yeah. think of. Yeah, you definitely want when it comes to superheroes and lore that's already been established for tens of it. years. Yeah, you gotta you either make it less convoluted. Because we all know comic books are kind of convoluted with all the different powers and like superhero tie-ins and you, I mean, you have dimensions. to make it appealable to the general right. public, exactly. but at the same time, you you can't go too far from the, the exactly. real story. Yeah, there's a definite balance between like pushing away new people that want to bring their family and then retaining the core base that has given them. You got you got to retain the core. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's gonna be a bust. Yeah, some exec is in his office right now going over spreadsheets <laughs> and focus well, groups. This, this is. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly i mean if you look what happened with sony and the spider-man franchise it tanked be yep. i mean it, it yep. went into the ground because the core fans were the ones that were writing and posting and talking and saying like you're ruining the franchise yep. and they felt the heat the general public not so much but again that's what you say you've got to appease the core fans enough because while they may not necessarily in some cases make up the majority of your ticket sales or your revenue they're the ones that are going to take time out to talk about it to exactly. point out your they're flaws really gonna yeah they're gonna badmouth you if yeah. they don't like it you know this family that just went to see it because it's spider-man that doesn't know much they, oh you know it was, it was interesting whatever but it's like the comic fan that's been attached to spider-man in some personal way since they were like five if you really really make mistakes they're that's it's like an offense to them it's like you're offending them because yeah. you know when you go into a movie we all agree you know movies are we all go in agreeing to suspend you know belief you know you have yeah. to go in there realizing that this is not real right you know what <laughs> we need to have a talk later because yeah. uh, there's some other things about like santa that you need to know um any film but even then it's like the way they did spider-man it's like i refuse to see that i refuse to see amazing spider-man too i don't i haven't saw it and i won't see it yeah and it's you know and then the same thing when those files leaked out you saw like the files for like movie featuring spider-man's aunt you know and stuff like yeah. that and it's like you know people were like why why would you ever do that like she okay exactly. she She's, she's an important character because, you know, she's she's key in, in understanding why Spider-Man does things and stuff. But she's not important enough that you get a solo film based around yeah, her. I mean, no, you just don't no, do that's, that. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And that's why people get really concerned. And then it's shortly after all of a sudden now the big fight over Spider-Man is is resolved. And now he's in the MCU. And it's because, you know, Sony can either cooperate with Marvel and give it another shot and actually make the money back or they you know they have to just chalk it up and lose everything with that you know because people are not going to just accept another sony film you know and go see it <laughs> yeah especially when spider-man 2 was like one of the best superhero movies made the step back with the new ones i can't believe that yeah, it went. yeah it was, oh, blew my mind you guys all got to put your mouth right next to each other on the microphone and kiss. just like you're gonna kiss i am not kissing tyler <laughs> i refuse i'm still waiting for my first kiss so <laughs> i don't think these guys are gonna get it so if there's any women out they're listening um and you want to kiss an amish guy um <laughs> yep yep <laughs> i'll take that i'll give you a jar of homemade apple butter and, <laughs> and some and some egg noodles that they make 
right, um, moving on, Jordan. Um, we'll get into our video game specific thing right now. What's the big story or uh, big stories if there's more than one from the world of games? You're 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 our not, resident gaming. Uh, not big stories necessarily, but um, a big conference coming up. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called E3. I don't know what that is. No. Is that like a ex like exponents? Sure. The, either, Whatever. You know, yeah. either the third. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's one of the most exciting times for me. I think in the year. And I what think is for that? anybody who plays games, honestly. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like it's you get brand new games that you didn't know were coming, and also you get you get to look at games that you already knew were coming every year, like Call of Duty. I know people are excited for Black Ops Three, like more than any of the other ones until Black Ops Two was out. You know what I mean? So I think when does A Three? I mean, what's what? When does E3 that happen? Is June thirteenth. June thirteenth, and it, doesn't it run? Was it three days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah through the yeah through the sixteenth. Because it starts on like a Thursday or Friday runs through the weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, know, I haven't but, had like G Four in a while. I, I can remember like they would like pretty much 24 hour coverage of it so right it's been a while since i've gotten to sit and actually really watch it i see yeah. it on twitter and stuff but um we've got that's the kicks it off which i think is what everybody's waiting for yeah i, I agree there hands down <laughs> i think bethesda kicking it off is the best thing that could have happened they yeah. were either going to start it or they were going to end it and that's the way it should have been i think if bethesda and, doesn't do something in e3 there's rioting in the streets <laughs> oh, yeah. they I were going to do agree. something the fact that they have like their solo their own conference this year is bigger than that might even, anything else going on i don't that even might care even about be the bigger than e3 i don't yeah. even care about the rest of the show like, like bethesda walks out there gives me what i want which we all know is fallout 4 <laughs> and hey, no you know there's talk that it could be the next elder scrolls game too tell me your ass Dan. elder scrolls online no I, see they've already come up with that premise I'm, it's supposed to be i've heard that it could be the new like the following skyrim and there's been rumors that it's going to take place um in the land of like the what is it the aragonians the little the lizard people like the swamp oh, marshes yeah. uh, but again that's just that's rumors so I don't know. I, I'd be happy with either. I mean, you give me Fallout 4, you give me that. I'm happy either way. I, I'm waiting for a Bethesda game. Like I, that's all I've been waiting for with the new, with with the next gen consoles. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's Fallout or bust. Yeah, <laughs> honest to God, that's what it is. Like I, I'll cool Skyrim. I get it, but like it's been longer since then the Fallout games come oh out. Oh my so God! They, if, they, if, they, I, if they do a solo conference for the first time and don't say, "Hey, war never changes," <laughs> I'm, which is a slogan. I don't know if you guys are aware. <laughs> it's it kicks off all of the Fallout games. That's yep. what it starts with. What's that guy's name? Ron Perlman. Uh, yeah, yep. that's right. He always does, does, does a thing, and he's like, "War never changes." And if that saying is the first thing they start off with, I can't even watch it, which is driving me more nuts. <laughs> I think for me and Vanessa both, because we're both big time gamers, we can't watch it because we'll be on the honeymoon, which Ooh. is kind of like bittersweet at the same time. Do you want us to like text update you and be like, "We hey. can't even get text, <laughs> can we?" No, we're not gonna be having yeah. any internet or text or anything yeah, while we we're can't. gone. Oh, you guys are, isn't like Cabo like a like a touristy place? Like they don't have stuff for you guys to it's do more that? more resort stuff yeah. more than tour. Well, tourists. I just mean, like, it, it, they get a lot of, you know, non-Mexican... I'm pretty sure if you want some internet access, you have to pay for it. Probably, like, $100 for a gigabyte of anything, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'll, uh... We'll see. I mean, we're gonna, if anything, we'll just... I'll mail you guys a can with a string, like, because it'll run, we'll run it from Elkhart, and I'll be like, Jordan! Jordan, this is what they announced! Um, <laughs> but I think I, that'll be nice, because we, instead of having to wait three days, we can just get everything we want the day we get back. So, yeah, the weekend we get back, we'll just binge watch watch everything yeah. <laughs> i might just call off monday i'm gonna i'm gonna spoiler alert i'm gonna <laughs> But, I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that because I uh, want somebody that we work with that, that you know that he's gonna hear that. I don't even care, Dave. Um, you, Dave, you heard him. Yeah, that's it's, right. This is pre-planned. 
<laughs> hey, that doesn't count as a late then, right? Because you just said something. Like, yeah, I already called in. I already told him. Yeah, yeah. if he listens, and it's yeah. Fault. So yeah, that's 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 yeah. not a late. Then that's it's on him. Yeah. Just well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well beyond two week notice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think Bethesda. Also, you can't forget about Fallout or uh, Doom Four as well. Oh, oh yes. wow. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw the treat the teaser for that. I did. I'm not. I was never a big Doom player. I don't. I. I mean, I like it, but it's like I'm not a hardcore. Yeah. I'm definitely more of an Unreal Tournament kind of guy. But I think that all falls within the arcade shooter genre. Right, yes. And that's that goes with Quake and all those other ones. Well, see, yeah, I mean, like, I like Duke Nukem. I mean, I, and right. I like Quake and I like Doom. It's just, like, I know some people, they lose their mind over, like, oh, yeah. it's a new Doom. Like, I was never, I mean, that's not for me. Well, for me, you had Fallout, the first... Skyrim, whatever. That's where I'm, like, you have the, uh, you know, a kid on Christmas, like. Yeah. <laughs> the first two, Doom 1 and Doom 2, were the, you know, the, the levels with the secret doors and the overwhelming odds and all that kind of stuff and then they went to doom 3 which was more like a survival horror i kind of felt like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't focused on it was more or less they straight away the from the original doom type yeah. of play oh. this one they're going back to that with the teaser they open up with the double barrel shotgun oh yeah and i immediately nice. i immediately lost my mind so it's, it's that's why be, he hasn't been on the show nice. he's been recovering in a <laughs> man in, in a ward i have to go through yeah e3 is definitely the most most exciting time for me as a as, yeah, so a, as my gaming they don't hear you know they mean? don't hear an episode that way again don't be shocked he's gonna be in mexico trying to find game information out and, try. yeah we, we, we both will that's for sure. and i'm gonna try to be figuring out how to spoil it for him before he uh, finds it so but no i'm excited i mean everything else even even if bethesda wasn't doing something like this it's still an awesome conference yeah. i mean sony something good sony, comes out of it every Microsoft. year yeah. i don't even does nintendo they don't they usually do their own thing somewhere else like they I, usually i like think so E3. yeah i think they're at e3 they are doing yeah, yeah okay. i think i think they do yeah. yeah okay i just I know they do a nintendo direct all the time so it's yeah. like they you already know what's going on with them, right you know, every single month so yeah. I'm trying to think back to the Wii when they did like the Wii U announcement. Like mm -hmm. they had a thing, but I I don't know if it was like uh, their own thing. But I feel like for some reason I remember that maybe it was like in a whole separate area, like you know, like an exclusive area or something. I think like they did do that. They kind of they they try to differentiate themselves from everybody else that's there in right. some way, which is you know sometimes it's good because they come out with a good announcement. Other times it's like you did all that for that crappy announcement that no <laughs> one cares about. Like yeah. yeah, they definitely had a rocky launch for yeah. me. Nintendo has kind of just fallen big well, time. I mean, they're in their own bubble, which yeah, has led yeah. to their, like, not a lot of DLC practices that turn away customers. A lot of fan service, like Smash and Mario Kart, and a lot of return to form, but at the same time, no online. Like, right. there's no voice chat or party system. Right. What is this, 2003? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could even do that with Halo 2 when yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Like, we've had party chat and just first-person shooters, and we've grown up with party chat. Yeah. The thing is, is you, you you look all the way back to Dreamcast. You could type on a keyboard and talk yeah. to people. Yeah. I and mean, it's like we're going. You go that far back, and that's right. yeah. That's one thing. Like Nintendo has like I some of the things they do. They shoot themselves in the foot because exactly. like they have like a certain mindset of what they want to do, and they don't stray away from that. Like, well, you can't say they're struggling. I'm not. No, no, no they're not struggling not at all. Just, they just that's obviously not done them wrong. They by just. Any means. Um, I think that they they've kind of plateaued as far as like growth and like gaining new people. Like they've got their their group 
group, their core fan. And I mean, essentially, for the most part, it's that that's where it stays because yeah. they don't do stuff that appeals to people that like to do chat, that like the online connections, that like some of the stuff that Xbox and PlayStation offer that like Nintendo doesn't like. I, can, I mean, and some, but I feel like like with the Wii, trying to watch a movie on there and stuff. Oh. How many times the disc <laughs> gets kicked out or doesn't? I mean, it was like a pain. Yeah, you didn't have that with other ones. I mean, it's like when it's so difficult to just watch a freaking DVD, like it turns people off, like casual people off. Yeah, I used to be huge on Nintendo. I mean, 64 was like where I yeah. pretty much oh, yeah. stopped. Yep. I mean, after yeah. that, yep. it was done. It feels like they left our generation behind. Oh, definitely. Something's because, you know, we're, we're the ones that made Nintendo what it is today. We're the ones that made Nintendo what it is today from, you know, growing up with regular Super Mario Brothers and the original Zeldas and all that. And then as we grew and progressed, so did the console. Consoles, but they got to the they got to the 64 and we're like you know and that was huge and then they the, the GameCube yeah, they just and fell off. and and it's like at, and oh, then when the they GameCube. did the, when they released <laughs> yeah. oh, but when they released the Wii it really felt like they took away from us fans you know who grew up with Nintendo it's like well hey guys um we know you're old enough now you probably have your own kids so we're gonna sell your children this console um there might be one maybe two things you like but you know we love we'd love for your children to get involved and I right. think you know I, I mean it kind of hurts as a gamer you know it's like growing up with that company and developing the company basically with you know all the games we bought and played and they just like kind of felt feels like they turned their backs on us definitely i would agree you can only ride on nostalgia for so long exactly but it's the only it's the only brand that can hold value in anything that they have you know what i'm saying like no matter what it is if it's some kind of limited edition amiibo for example i know the gold marios were going for i don't know god who knows how much on ebay you know what i mean yeah yeah. i know nintendo doesn't see that because obviously that person who bought it and then sold it does but the fact that you don't see someone come out with an xbox or a sony controller and be like hey we're gonna go on ebay and sell this for five hundred dollars like nobody (laughs) cares like you just go to Walmart or GameStop and go ahead and be like, well, I'm going to get it for 65 instead of 500. Exactly. So the fact that it's not mass produced, like I think Sony and Microsoft's products is what keeps it alive because people still want to go out there and collect all the Nintendo stuff versus getting a used copy of Cameo for Xbox 360 when that <laughs> right. came out the first, like one of the first launch games. Like that's, it's literally like probably 99 cents at the store. It doesn't wow. have any value whatsoever. So, I mean, the fact that you can Mario games on 3DS or any of the stuff are just going to, they're going to stay at that high price they're never going to change it's just the way it is and that's what helps them out i think yeah i mean by far like that's i mean their characters and the franchises that they have like they're iconic and that's i mean that's the thing everybody knows them they're so built into everybody right now that it does like even children today are so crazy about pokemon (laughs) and pikmin and mario and stuff that just as big as we were into it you know what i mean so it's obviously they're doing something right but at the same time there's for some whatever reason yeah, yeah for whatever reason it is they're not as popular as the others that's the thing I think the characters and the story like those things that's what keeps people interested but as far as like the systems and the controllers and expanding outside of those core characters that's what kind of keeps the growth limited yeah you know what I mean like yeah everybody loves Mario like I you know I love Mario but for me it's like I don't like playing Mario on the Wii you know what I mean so that's the thing like I like Mario and I would get maybe a Mario related item but I'm not going to play Mario on the Wii. So I think that's like that double edge. You know what I mean? Right. Because for me, it's just like, I, I don't like, you know, like some of the games like where you have to actually use the controller, you have to turn the Wii remote sideways. Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't feel natural to me. You know what I mean? So I, you're right. You know, I love Mario and I still go back every once in a while. Like I'll get, I'll have a 64 for a year and then I'll be like, I don't really play it. And I'll go back and buy another one year later. Like I love that stuff, you know, and I, yeah. I have, there's iconic games. It's just the, the tech, the hardware and, and, and like I said, expand 
expanding beyond those core games like Pokemon, Mario, Donkey Kong, stuff like that, where they've kind of just stopped. They plateaued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't really explore a lot of new options. You know, they explore new ways to have a Mario game. They yeah, don't, you don't see a whole lot of new IPs. Yeah. Yeah. Not at yeah. all. But why do you need to when you yeah. have Mario Party, <laughs> Mario Kart, <laughs> yeah, you when know, you Smash got, Brothers, and yeah, yeah Zelda, you got anything. Those staples. It's like, you know, why not milk them? You know, yeah. if, if, you know, if people, they sell and they continue. So they're great games and they're great for kids. But it's like for us adult gamers, it's like how many games that we see that's like, man, I'd love, you know, I'd like to see that on Nintendo or see Nintendo try to step it up to an adult level with a game or two. And I think they tried a little like with that zombie U and some of the stuff. It yeah. just, it didn't work real well. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't play it. You know what I mean? It, but and then, again, it's the same thing too. Like, uh, it's like, I like playing Mario, but I don't want to do nothing but play like 50 Mario games. Like, I, I don't want right. to, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, what's the new games this week? It's like Super Mario Sunshine. Next week, it's just Mario, Mario. You know, it's like, well, that's you don't want to overload at the same time. Like, and that's they, the other they, thing. They could. They could come out with a Mario pool game and people would. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, not saying would, but for me, it's just, you know, like I like to, do, to to mix it up a little bit. You know, like you can't be on the Wii and be like, you know, play Mario and then be like, you know, I feel like playing, you know, Call of Duty. Like you yeah. can't switch to a totally drastic end like that. It's like, I don't feel like playing Mario. So what am I going to play Zelda Donkey Kong? Like, it, you know what I mean? It, I think they, they changed the game, though, I think a little bit for themselves. Their, their outlook on their company is when they got. Bayonetta 2 exclusively. Yeah, and that was, and see, that was cool. That was I a, thought that marked, though, some huge deal. Some that game upcoming, was amazing, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Yeah, the first, bay, I haven't played it, but the first Bayonetta was amazing. So it was definitely in the same. Like, yeah, and I think the the release of that, what is it, what do they call it? The, you know, the one that looks like standard controller? Oh, the Wii U Pro controller? Yeah, that one. I think the release of that also helps for people to be more comfortable with it. Well, that, I love the pad. Like, when I mess with it, I don't have a Wii U yet, and I'm going to get one. I know you're not happy about that. But, <laughs> but you don't really. That's okay. Anyways, yeah. um, but the, the this is his show. You <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the the Wii U pad is really I I enjoy messing with it. You know what I mean? I know you have one. So yeah. It's, well, it's just the kind of games you play on it lend themselves like ton of. I think I own like out of the twenty games I own for the Wii U, like ten of them are side scrollers. So right, having okay. the Wii pad in my hand, it's almost like I'm playing a Game Boy or something. Right. 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 So that kind of versatility lends itself to the tech to the technology they invented but at the same time everything they've done every step forward they take they two steps back and as a consumer it's hard to like give them money for what the choices they've made like for one the naming schemes the new super 3ds like, like, as, a, yeah. as, like a parent or a grandparent how it's, are you supposed to buy that it, 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 yeah, exactly it's like comics where you get like the avengers the uncanny avengers the all-new avengers yeah. the, you know it's like yeah. it's just like the same thing it's like it alienates you, it gets confusing especially like you said to somebody who doesn't know or who hasn't been there if you say oh grandma like i, I you know i got give you some avengers comic and she walks in there she's gonna be like what what you know there's 50 different stories storylines yeah. it's the same thing yeah you know, if, exactly. you just, if you don't specify if you're just like yeah i wanted you know i wanted 3ds well what one you yeah. know what i mean there's yeah. so many yeah. because they there's not like if i say i want an xbox you know like number one you can't go and get an actual xbox at like a at a, at a news store you have to go to you know what i mean like yeah and i just I, there is some differentiation xbox xbox 360 xbox one again it's kind of the same because it's xbox 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 playstation is on the borderline two one two three four yeah. you at least have a number
number system that works with Sony though. One, two, yeah. three, four. Hey, what's the latest one yeah, out? Probably yeah. the last number that came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you could you could venture to guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you had to guess. Mm, I don't think it goes backwards. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, usually your family, people that would go to get you a gift, realize like, okay, I'm th- sure he's not asking for a PlayStation Two. You know, something that's <laughs> yeah. t- 15 years old or whatever. But yeah, like you said, like with the 3DS, you know, it's the new 3DS, 3DS this, 3DS that, you know, and they all look pretty similar, and you know what I mean. So that yeah, it can get confusing. Wii U did kick off the whole companion uh, second screen capability. I think. Yeah, you know a lot I mean? of the games don't lot. utilize it though. Yeah, that's it the thing. That's you have these awesome things that are available. It's the same they thing. Just with, don't use them. Yeah, PlayStation. See, it's to more me, it powerful. confusing. Like on some oh, of them, yeah. when they showed like how you use it, I feel like we're the one. He's like, you put it up over the screen to shoot him. Like, so I'm gonna put a controller in front of my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, focused yeah, no, on I'm... that, but I, then you can't see what's going on around you. Right. Like I, some of it, I think, yeah, in the launch, it was a little clunky, and I think that turn people off and then that's when you lead to not utilizing it. Well, now, Same thing with the Connect. Yeah, you know, yeah, and when yeah. it work out workout games and sports games, use it. My and favorite. a lot of games will use the voice <laughs> feature, but like they don't utilize the thing. Same thing with PlayStation Move. It was very limited because I think a lot of these things get rushed to market, you know, to launch with an with a console or whatever and they don't have good titles behind it or something. Something comes out and the initial experience is not smooth and then you're done. You know, people are people get tired of they'll try two three games and it's like after you spend 20 30 whatever three four times and it's the same thing same and stuff, you're not yeah. happy with it then you just stop you're not going to spend your money waste your money and that i think was the problem because like i said that initial like press conference i look at it i'm like it already looks like it's a pain in the ass like why <laughs> would i want to do that you know i mean and i could have been wrong it could have been great i don't know but personally like it looked like it would not have been a fun like a a, a good smooth experience to do it so you know that that was why i was kind of like eh, it doesn't look that impressive you know but that's me other people may think that's great it's a sign of something to come you know i don't know i think me i think of myself as a pretty progressive person but when it comes to movement in my games i'd I want, say you're pretty progressive i, want, I mean we spent the, I want the, the other goddamn day in that bathhouse and <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday so he roofied me oh wow um, <laughs> so i you know what i mean like when it comes to games though i want a controller in my goddamn hands like, well yeah oh yeah. yeah you gotta have it. Yeah, yeah i don't want to stand in front of a camera and be like jump up and you down know, and, your arms you know. are the high you know swat the ball yeah up. exactly Exactly. They're fun, but when I sit down, I want to play games. I want to have a controller in my hand, and I just want to relax. Like that's exactly that's well, what it's always going to be. For and me. that ties but, back to if you've listened to one of our other episodes where we talked about virtual reality yeah. and like where you run into that. It's cool. It sounds like it's fun. Again, we talked about the first problem is the price point. Like even the developer kits are oh, yeah. super expensive. But yeah. the other thing is too, like you said, a lot of people play games to relax, to escape, and you want to be immersed. But at the same time, if it's like VR, you're going to get to the point where you've got to like get up and do stuff. And it's like I'm playing to relax. If you work nine hours in like a factory, you don't want to come home and put on VR and start, you know, having to run in place and do stuff because it's like, I just worked, you know, my ass off all day. And now it's like, I'm playing Call of Duty and it's really cool. But at the same time, you're going to have to move and do stuff for it to pick it up. And it's like, you know, I'm tired. I want to just sit down and I want to play. You know what I mean? And so I have to play a horror game and shit myself. (laughs) Yeah. Because because I got virtual reality on my head. Yeah. And something comes out of the side of your eyes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's all good. And there's a pop positive side to all that it's just there's a lack of being able i think to use it right and yeah you get in danger of i think that some companies latch onto something and they try to push it to be that you know what i mean and then that like look at the xbox one when they announced the, the original details are coming out it was chaos but it's yeah, because terrible. they were trying to for they had an idea of what they want yeah, and they tried to they tried to it. say like that's what it's going to be and cut away the stuff people are used technically, to technically they tried to do a nintendo honestly yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but then they were like well shit no one's gonna 
buy our system. So yeah, <laughs> yeah because the consumers said, you know, that, you know, the people that buy Xboxes that a lot of them, they're buying it because they don't want that stuff that you're trying to do. And right. the other thing is yep. too, is when they did it, they weren't offering the old alternate options, you know, yeah. in some kind of package. You can't just one day cut it all away. Yeah, it was, you have to ease into it and you still have to always have an alternate. You know, if everything were virtual reality, you still have to offer people something else. You know, it may not be as, the games may not be as beautiful, whatever. I mean, if you have to cut something to make that happen, so be it. But you can't just cut it away. Like, you know, one day just you're done. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't either, work. It was either future or nothing. That's basically what they came out and said. They were like, we're not going back to offline stuff. It's all going to be online, which me personally, I have internet, so it's not going to affect me, but not everybody does. So it's, and there's that people, was yeah, where I, I mean, that, that, and then that's the thing where it was going to really limit, you know, you had to buy new games. It was going to take away that used game possibility. You weren't going to be able to play your maybe, you know, like I wouldn't have been able to come over to your house that one time with Dragon Ball Z and play it because that's my disc. It's not yours. You know there what I mean? There were ways to do that. It was just complicated. Yeah, it was complicated, which takes away from that whole, because there's still like, I know my little brother does it, you know, there I'll go over to my parents. I look and there's him and five of his friends in the room and they all came over because he's got a game they don't have. And then um, what is it? Two weeks later, they have the game. You were going to make it hard for people to introduce people to things that takes that's that's that would have been five customers that they wouldn't have had. That's, you know, $60 a pop that's gone because, you know, maybe he's like, oh, I can't can't show you, you know, or something because there's such a hassle around it, you know, because he would take it over to, the, to some people's house for sleepovers that didn't have it and stuff. I mean, if he couldn't have done that or if it would have been a huge hassle, they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have gone and bought that game maybe as soon or at all. I mean, so that's that's uh, there's always a downside, but we could go on. I know about this forever. Um, <laughs> as you see, we still got lots of stuff. So anything else besides E3 that uh, you want to feature for us? Look yeah. at your notes. Yeah, I'm going to feature some notes. Lay it uh, on us. Stitcher. Lean into the mic. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Stitcher, you know, is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to your, all your favorite shows. Really? Plus discover 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. That's Hold on, interesting. Did you say 20,000? We are um, doing the dance for him. <laughs> you can also listen anytime and anywhere. No way. Don't have Stitcher? <laughs> Download it free at Stitcher.com. You Where was spelled that? out dot com. Where? Where? They spelled out dot com. This is awesome. <laughs> they put D-O-T. D-O-T. Wait a minute. Let me look at mine here. Look at it. That's amazing. Where, oh, no Lord. <laughs> dot com. Or yeah. in, the, in the app store. And we would like to mention that you can find our show on Stitcher. And uh, if you visit our website, nerdisthewordpodcast.com, you click the Nerd is the Word tab and there's a where to listen with a direct link to it. Make sure you rate and review the show. Wait, bullet point. Stitcher is a popular contest because they they base everything on <laughs> reviews and downloads and stuff so we want to be the prom queen thanks <laughs> yeah so visit stitcher.com or download the stitcher app they've Which? got 20,000 podcasts it's in over 4 million car dashboards there's no downloading no syncing no wasted memory it's streaming internet radio at its finest also turn into hypnotoad <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, all right. So we'll jump in now uh, to what's going on in the world of comics this last week. The last episode, I went over kind of what's happened so far in Secret Wars. That's the that's the big event. DC's got their convergence, but I'm going to be or uh, divergence convert. Whatever. I don't read DC, unfortunately. Um, I'm working on getting into that because I didn't have it on my pull list and there wasn't any copies. So I'm trying to get it so I can get caught up on it. Uh, But to me, even with that, I still feel like Secret Wars is bigger because the event that 
that happened originally introduced a lot of things. That's where Black Spider-Man suit came in. There's a lot going on. This week, a lot of the side stories came out. The Battle World, Secret Wars uh, tie-in, the, I think it's A-Force in the end, I think is the other one, and then Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars, which... My God. The artwork, which secret, with that one... Secret Wars. Yeah. Well, that sounds de- like a Deadpool. It's Deadpool. He's... It's, <laughs> He's very it's secret. Secret. Yeah. secret. Yeah. He's very... Um, I personally had got A-Force, got Battle World, and got the Deadpool one. I, or not A-Force. I didn't get A-Force in the end. I got Battle World and Deadpool. And I thought it was actually really interesting because I don't know when we... Comics got away from doing the, like, million variant covers for a long time. And it's starting to happen again. And I understand with, like, the first issues of things, like the new Star Wars, the new, you know, Secret Wars, that the, every... There's exclusive variants like Midtown Comics, Buy Me Toys. They get a cover for number one. But they're doing a, an ungodly... Buy Me Toys should get a variant for everything. Well, yeah. I mean, they... I mean, and realistically, they could because uh, one of the owners, Casey's an artist, so I mean, he could just draw them up. Hell yeah. All he has to do is get permission, I guess. But the, the other problem is, is like the mass produced ones that aren't exclusive. It's it's an ungodly amount. Like at Buy Me Toys, like they have their section for, you know, the latest comics from this week and last week. Like two thirds of this entire shelf that goes like from almost floor to ceiling is nothing but the Secret Wars, like with all their variant the covers, because there is just so right. many. And I'm afraid <laughs> it, it's 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 just like you're they're going to overdo it. What's going to happen is they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, because uh, I, like me, I, I, I'd love to buy them all, but I don't have like the original Secret Wars number one. All the ones that they had available alone, it, it's like 30 bucks, you know, to get them. It's like, you know, and that's not even include the ones you can find online. It's like if I wanted every Secret Wars one cover, I mean, it's hundreds of dollars I'd have to spend because oh, yeah. there's so many. It's it's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I only got Battle World and Secret Secret Wars because I did get an alternate cover for one of them. And then Witches 3 or the latest Witches came out, which I've said a thousand times, like if you've maybe not read a comic or you're looking for something to read, read Witches. It is a fantastic book. Scott Snyder is the writer for it. And it, the artist is by Jock. And it's wow. yeah. Read. For me to read, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's challenging <laughs> to read the little word balloons. <laughs> I struggled, but it's a picture book, man. You could probably get away without reading it and get the gist of it. Just look at it. I wish they would do that. It's like a pop. I'm going to get you. They, you know, they have Braille comics. I'll get you one of those. Then you don't have to read a thing. It just feels so cool. Yeah. It's this. Oh, my gosh. This story is amazing. <laughs> Very um, just, just a quick uh, kind of a, my body. Yeah, a quick overview of Battle World. The premise for that is Doctor Strange. His soul has merged with Frank Castle, which is the Punisher, and Ooh. they are being hunted by Limbo's Infernal Four, which is Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Wolverine, uh, for their act of crossing borders. Because uh, if you know with Secret Wars, like we talked about, there's a giant map of Battle World. It's a bunch of little like territories, and they're a compilation of like territories from all the universes that have merged together, kind of into one. Uh, Castle tries to sacrifice himself to take them all out, but the Infernal Four's Wolverine survives, believing he has killed Castle. Modok's in it, and uh, yeah, the Thor Corps arrives, which we talked about from Secret Wars too, but basically Basically, yeah, you got Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Wolverine chasing some hybrid of the Punisher and Doctor Strange. <laughs> Modok is in there somewhere, and there's the Spider-Man Modok, which is Modok from Spider-Man? King James, England. I don't know. There's a bunch of unnamed Modok. Like, that's what Secret Wars is so confusing. <laughs> it, it, there's so much stuff going on because it's the Modoks, I think, from every universe. Basically, you were saying that like when you look at a uh, page and you don't really know who's who, right? Uh, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like not necessarily knowing who's who. It was like um, in, in, like the zero issue. 
I didn't get any real information out of that. You know what I mean? It was like kind of vague and it's like, that doesn't tell me anything. And like, I, you know, in the last episode I went through and I broke down very in detail issues one and two, because it is confusing because there's, if you're like, again, if you're maybe just getting into this, because if you're, if you're looking to get into Marvel comics, now would be the time because Secret Wars is like the reboot. Everything's going to be starting fresh from here, you know, like 30 some titles stopped and they're going to be starting fresh. So you can kind of get in at the ground floor. But if you're new and you're trying to do that, you don't know what Earth 616 and Earth, you don't, you don't understand what all this is. And so, yeah. And, and there's, there's characters that you look at and it's like, here's Reed Richards and well, here's Reed Richards, but you know, I don't understand, but it's, it's different versions from different units. So I tried to do a detailed breakdown with that and I'm going to do a more detailed one when I get more than one issue into <laughs> battle world. I mean, cause you, you can't, you can kind of get a little bit, but usually the first issue is really about introducing the characters and stuff. So you don't get a full overview of the plot, you know, at that point. And I don't want to just, you know, you can't Wikipedia it because again, that could be, that could be wrong. It's been wrong before. But yeah. It, the, the, what I gathered from it is you've got the doctor strange, the Frank castle hybrid. You've got the, the ghost rider team hunting them. There's appearances from several Modocs, I think, which is going to be your, like kind of one of your other core villains and with the Thor core from the main line of secret wars is in it. So that's the kind of the connection um, to that. And if I understood, I think that's going to be like a four issue mini series. So that won't be too much. Uh, the other one that came out, one of the other ones, a force um, based in Arcadia. And it's, that's a domain where women grew to be in charge of the government and police force rather than men. Oh my God, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's that glass ceiling we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that may offend people, but that just sounds terrifying. Um, the ruler is Baroness She-Hulk. <laughs> She's in oh, charge wow. of the A-Force. It's the first female Avengers team. Arcadia finds itself attacked by a Megalodon. <laughs> and America Chavez finishes it off using her godlike ring. Throw it across the world to the wall, which um, we talked about too. That's like a giant wall that divides off the Deadlands. Like that's where like there's like zombies and all this crap. Like you don't go there. That's that's the no man's land. <laughs> And actually, Venom is is out there because he he, oh, wow. he eats James Bardock's brain. I think in, in two. they don't show it, but that's kind of what they, they should they hint at. The tossing it across the borders and damaging the wall. She's in violation of the law's greatest rule. Which again, here comes the Thor Corps. Um, and it's the members are Sam Wilson, Beta Ray Bill, which is nice to see him reference because Beta Ray Bill is pretty if you know about Beta Ray Bill he's pretty strong and he's basically got you know a hammer in the same strength as Thor it's a similar he's hammer on here yeah he looks like a horse though it's kind of weird his face is like <laughs> real long and Thunderstrike and some unnamed Thor Corps members have been sent by King Doom and Sheriff Strange which again tying back to the first one if you have read the main Secret Wars in this battle world they call it it's like it, Doom is like their their king and their god and like Doctor Strange is his right hand man his sheriff Sue Storm and Reed Richards daughter is like the other right hand we saw susan storm sitting with dr doom it looks like there's a romance going on there and so she pleads that you know america was doing it out of defense not the country america chavez she's taken away anyway she's banished to serve the rest of her life as a guard on the wall nico minoru and the female uh, and a female version of loki actually then get pissed they say she hulk didn't do enough you know to prevent that from happening and nico I guess runs away and then basically it kind of goes to like trying to figure out where it came from. Uh, She-Hulk teams up with Submariner, Namor, uh, Namorita, and Namora family there. Um, different versions of the Submariner uh, to do an investigation. So it's it's kind of a drama filled thing. Like you got the action but then there's all the like the backstabbing type things. A little dramatic for my taste but <laughs> and I, I mean a Megalodon like there of all the things in the Marvel world to attack you pick a dinosaur like it's a little odd to me but then the other big one was Deadpool Secret Secret 
Wars and Deadpool. It's on. It, it was weird to me because Deadpool's recently deceased. Them, he supposedly died. But in the world, the comics is the world of eternal rebirth. Characters die and come back all the time. Uh, Superman died for a year and came back. Wolverine's dead, but I'm sure he'll come back at some point. I mean, they went really out of their way with Wolverine to try to make it look like he's dead, dead because like he's encased in adamantium and like basically suffocated in it. And there's like a blade that can break it that he broke into a bunch of parts and buried where only he knows where. But I'm sure that you can write a plot where people start discovering the blade or something. But in that, rather than injecting himself into like the current event, this one is tied to the original Secret Wars from 1984. Um, it's Deadpool going back into the original Secret Wars. It's uh, Cullen Bunn and forget how, Mateo Lolly, I think is the one. They are the one that it's the untold story of what really went down the first time around. So this is like, oh, if you knew Secret Wars, this is not true. Like uh, this is what really happened. <laughs> Offering it's a, they call it a not so secret look at Deadpool's Secret Wars. Again, obviously Deadpool comics are humorous. There's a lot of, you know, jokey type stuff in it. And he's the only character in comics that's aware that he's in a comic because he obviously he commentates with with the reader all the time, which is also why like a lot of his word balloons in, are in yellow and stuff like he's he's acknowledging the fact that he is a comic book character to you. So, you know, it's not Deadpool comics don't take on necessarily the most serious tone, which I like. I like Deadpool. I like the humor. It's told basically the Secret Wars are told are told from Deadpool's point of view. That's what this focuses on. I and mean, basically, it's like not only was he there during the initial Secret Wars, but he was an instrumental part of the events that unfold, which in reality is not really true, but it's more of a humorous spin on it. Basically, it's you're going to go from start to finish with the original one and you're going to look at everything from a new point of view, which is interesting because I think, again, that's a way to introduce readers kind of to where this new Secret Wars came from. It gives you a little background in a very easy to digest way because it's humorous. So that's kind of what's been going on in the world of comics and a uh, lot going on. That's a lot. Yes. That is a lot, a lot. That is a lot. I've been putting out uh, on Twitter that people can submit questions. We should answer a question before we're done. See what this one says. Due to a bizarre neurological condition, you can only ever see the films of one cinematic universe. Which do you choose? Marvel. Do so you say MCU, Ryan? Yep. I'd say Marvel. Marvel? Tyler? Tolkien. Tolkien? Jordan? Think about it. I mean, was it Dark Knight? Is it Marvel? What do you What do you pick? Hmm. I want to know what this neurological condition is. We need to go get help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I would really... go, yeah, go Marvel, I guess. I guess. Without thinking about it too hard. Vanessa, what do you say? Like a Zelda movie when it comes out? <laughs> no, I, I probably would do it with Marvel, too, because there's just so many different things. Yeah, if you had to pick one, that's probably... I would have to go with uh, the Ernest brand. Franchise. like Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> no, I would go with Marvel too. Um, again, we've talked about this in one of our other episodes. They're just they have really dominated. They got so much. Yeah, they've dominated. I mean, the Dark Knight series, great. I think that's great. Oh yeah. I oh, like yeah. the other older Batman's. I mean, for what they are, but overall, I mean, Marvel has just outdone DC. And I know they have movies to come, but I don't feel the hype for them like I do for Marvel. I'll go see Batman versus Superman, but oh, definitely. Like yeah. a solo cyborg movie, the solo Wonder Woman, I, that doesn't entice me. Like the JLA together. Yes, but I didn't see a solo Martian Manhunter on the list. You know, the characters I, I want. I didn't think yeah. I would be as excited as I am for Aquaman. Like <laughs> I'm excited for Aquaman because <laughs> I've gotten shit. to know Jason Momoa. Like, a, you know, we sat in on a panel and listened oh, to him. You got to stuff. know him? No, like, I, I didn't know much about him. Like, I got to know, like, the type of work he's done. In the panel, he talked about, like, the kind of acting, you know, what he does to get prepared. We watched him drink, like, 30 beers in 10 minutes. What's he do on the weekends? <laughs> Apparently, they go out to bars and uh, they, him and the guy that plays the hound from uh, Game of Thrones, like, just kind of, like, get real drunk and sing and. Nice. 
nice. They're big dudes, right? They're huge. Yeah, the that's dude that's the hound, like in person, he is huge. Like, and he's like got a thick, like Scottish accent, like sounding. <laughs> I like that's the kind of dude. Like, I don't think if you, you got in a bar with fight with him, him, yeah, like I would that you'd be done. <laughs> like he's just so big and like I he like he talked about like how he was. He made it sound like he basically sails like in a little boat around Scotland. He's like, oh, I'll be on my boat, and if I hear people singing like barge or something, I'm like, so wait, do you just sail around and you hear people singing? You tie off and go. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like you know, for number one, he lives over there and he talks about the stuff he does. I just I wouldn't mess with him. But yeah, learning more about Jason Momoa got me even more excited about Aquaman. That comes from Andy Smith at the Smith Signal. Thank you for that, Andy. We appreciate it. And we have got some cool stuff coming up. It's coming up next episode because this is a two-parter. So trivia, you're going to have to wait till next episode. Make sure you're tuning in next Sunday and we'll have it up for you and you can hear the trivia smackdown going on. Uh, what did you say your team name was? Jordan Vanessa? One was inappropriate. Team Suck It? <laughs> no, Team... Sure. Yep, Team Suck It. And Team... The Others. The Others? The Others. Yeah. <laughs> team Amish. Team Amish. <laughs> the Amish Mafia Amish versus... Mafia. The Amish Mafia versus the Suck <laughs> <laughs> Down and remember you can check us out on Stitcher there are links on our website you can also hear the show on our website nerdisthewordpodcast.com and we are available in iTunes and iTunes very simple it's actually one of the easiest ways to listen to podcasts you simply go to the link to the show you can download the episodes individually click subscribe because then it will always download the new episodes for you automatic iTunes really does make it simple and we encourage everybody to rate and review the show be honest if you want to give it one star and tell us it sucks tell us that because it does yeah it does suck so I gave us a really piss poor review. <laughs> I got on there and I was like, these guys are idiots. This show is stupid. It should be removed from iTunes. Hey, don't say that. We I'm might. just kidding. No, I know. <laughs> We'd just like to thank Buy Me Toys, who has sponsored this episode. You can get graphic novels at Buy Me Toys, 10% off every day. New books come in every Wednesday. And every uh, time you buy five comics at cover price, you get 10% off. Awesome. A lot yeah. of good deals going on. Are we going to do the, the Nerd is a Word calendar like we said? The what? Oh, the Nerd is a Word calendar? Yeah, we're posing and stuff? Yeah, yeah. We're working on that. <laughs> it's really been hard to find somebody who wants to take photographs of us with our yeah, clothes off. Yeah, so. really. You guys should just dress Not up like different superheroes. That, like I thought they would. Yeah, yeah, I really thought people mm. would be like, I thought I'd have to, you know, I'd be finding like women throwing their panties at me and stuff like I want to take pictures and it's, it's that's not what we I've been offering people money just to take them with my clothes on and yeah. they can't get it nah. thank you to all of our guests for joining us and part two coming up for you next Sunday and we hope you enjoyed that we hope you enjoyed the episode so until then we are the nerd is the word crew and uh, we appreciate you joining us <laughs>